Welcome to the Indie Marketers Podcast. My name is Mike McFarland. This is episode 12. It's It's been a minute. It's been a little bit of time. I was just checking Spotify to see what episode number this was because I want, I want it to be accurate. And the last time that I posted a podcast was April 19th with Scott Stratton, which if you haven't listened to it, go and have a listen. It is fucking awesome. And the funny thing about that episode is that I recorded at the beginning of April. So in the reality of things, it's it's now Thursday, May 25th. It's 8.07 p.m. And I was sitting upstairs and thought, you know what? I don't have a guest. There's been a lot of stuff that's been going on. Why not try to rock this solo this week? I say this week because it's uh, I'm alluding to the fact that there would be some consistency in which I've been posting this podcast and there was, and we'll talk a little bit about why it's kind of slowed down a little bit. And along those same lines, let's, let's maybe jump into my first topic. I conveniently use my iPad to write down a few, uh, a few topics that I thought would be interesting to talk about this week. And the first one at the top of the list is Mike versus. I made a a mini hoopla about this. This oh, I cringe when I think about this. Back in I think it was November 2022, and it's now May 25th, 2023. About this idea of Mike versus, where I would go into the various marketing automation platforms, Eloqua, Marketo. Pardot and HubSpot. I know there's more. Those are the primary big four B2B enterprise. Those are the ones I typically work with. So I thought, hey, let's compare them. And so I went out and acquired the necessary licenses to use uh, such platforms the way that I wanted to. And I made my first episode, which was how to build a welcome program and these different marketing automation platforms. And then it just kind of went shh. What happened? What happened? Here, a few things happened. One, I think everyday life. This is the Indie Marketers Podcast. I'm an independent marketing consultant, and I don't like saying that word consultant. And I don't like saying like a marketing term tied to it. I like to work with other people. I like to collaborate with other people. And that got really busy. And in my world, that's a very good, problem to have. Um, The last thing you want when you're working for yourself is to feel like you don't have enough going on to, to make a living. And I've been very fortunate to be able to make a living and do this on my own for the last few years. So I'm not complaining about that. I it's, I am, as much as I love the idea of Mike versus, and we'll talk about what's happened with Mike versus uh, in a few minutes here, but as much as I love the idea of Mike versus I, this is going to sound cheesy. I love the idea of being able to be, being able to do more for, for my, my, my clients, my collaborators, my customers, whatever you want to call them. And I think 
both Kim and I in the early parts of winter or the early parts of the year up until recently, even up until, well, even continuing, it's been kind of busy for both of us. And again, a great problem to have. So the idea of Mike versus had to kind of take a little bit of a backseat because it is a little bit of a time commitment in the sense that I've got to kind of come up with a bit of a script. I've got to come up with how I'm going to narrate things. I got to come up with a story of how I'm going to build things. And then I have to edit it all together. And then I've got to make sure that it looks nice. And then I got to be able to post it. It's, it's a lot of fucking work. It's a lot of fucking work. And I underestimated that. And I knew the idea and I know the idea is still a good idea and I've wanted to continue on that idea. And I've started doing that a little bit more frequently, especially over the last month on LinkedIn, utilizing LinkedIn live and basically doing a live version of Mike versus in the middle of the day at night on the weekend, and then available for replay. If you ever do want to watch it, check out my LinkedIn profile. I've got them all tagged up there. Uh, And they also go onto our YouTube channel as well, which is really cool. But the idea of doing it live seemed a lot easier to me, which I don't know if this is necessarily easier for everyone, but I didn't have to worry about editing anything. I didn't have to worry about writing a script for anything. And again, cheesy moment, full house moment, Danny Tanner moment, rest in peace, Danny Tanner. It, It, was it's a very humbling way to kind of practice what you do. And I, I like that challenge of doing my best to showcase my knowledge in a way that is hopefully fun, educational and insightful. And LinkedIn live makes it a little bit easier for me to do that, to kind of go off the cuff. And hopefully folks can see that I, I do mess up when I do it. There are things that I forget. There are things that I jump back and forth on. That's that's me. That's that's what happens sometimes. And not everything we do has to be super polished. I see a lot of content that gets generated on, on LinkedIn uh, in our industry. And it's really well done. It's really well produced. It's got animations. It's got sound effects. It's got visuals. It's got all this stuff. And that's great. But if the content shit in it, it really makes no difference. It really, really makes no difference. So in, in some way, shape, or form, I think if my content is shit and people don't like it, they just won't watch. And that's okay. I'm not putting a monetary investment into making these videos look pretty. I know that sounds really weird, but it's... Eh. I, I have a lot of fun doing them and I need to do them more. I think one of the things that I'm practicing and trying to do better around is give myself more time towards 3MG. And again, it's a balance between your your business the your business demands and your business demands. I'm like Jay-Z. Your business being your 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 clientele where your revenue comes from and then your business which is kind of the back end operations of things and as i think both kim and i can attest it's really it's really fucking hard to balance both and and do all of that you do have to reprioritize things and that's okay 
That's totally cool. I don't think there's any issue with that. And I think we're both at a place right now where we've got a very healthy book of business, where we've got some amazing people that we work with. Forget about how healthy the the business is. Being able to work with legitimately, genuinely nice, good people is is pretty awesome. And after a few past experiences before working for myself and doing what I do now, um, having some of the, the shittiest interactions that I've had with, with people at work happen, um, you, you become very appreciative of what you have. And I'm fortunate that every time I jump on a zoom call or get a Slack message or get an email that I'm working with someone that I genuinely like, I'm working with someone that I genuinely respect and I'm working with someone that I genuinely want to help. And I know that they feel the same way because they've given back to me that way too. That's, I think one of the things when you think about consulting, you feel like sometimes it's you're giving, 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 giving. I'm not saying consultants feel this way, but just it could be looked at as like consultants are the ones that are giving all the information, not getting anything back. I can tell you that it's as important to get that back. I won't, there are, there are, are companies I've worked with that I've stopped working with because I didn't have, I, it wasn't that there wasn't a there wasn't that there was a lack of respect or anything like that, but you listen to your gut, and if something doesn't feel right, then you move on. It's not, especially given what some of the stuff that I've gone through in the last few years. Uh, I I don't waste time on that stuff anymore. And I move on to the next thing and I look for that next source of positive energy. And that hasn't happened a lot since 3MG started. Thank God. And I hope that's a reflection of the the companies that I can attract. And it's a reflection of the the, the folks that I like to surround myself with, which is that positive energy, that collaborative energy, that 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 human energy. It's really important. And Kim will tell you the same thing. I look at, at, at her book of business and the people that she works with, there's that mutual respect. And when you have that mutual respect, everyone wants to go that little extra mile for each other because you want to do best for each other. Sorry. I'm going to stop. I feel like I've been rambling. That was, Oh, that was that started with Mike Versus. Anyways, <laughs> Mike Versus now available on LinkedIn Live. I will do my best to promote these episodes uh, a few days in advance. I'm still trying to figure out what's the best time right now. 2 p.m. Eastern time seems like the best time. 11 p- 11 a.m. on the Pacific on the West Coast. 2 p.m. on the East Coast. Mountain Central in the middle kind of feels like a, a an opportune time for broadcasting information about these various marketing automation platforms. So that's a bit of an update on Mike versus took a little bit of a, a detour, but we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. 
So yeah, stay tuned for that. I think that's that's exciting stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to doing more of it. And if there are certain things that folks want to see in terms of the content that I produce with Mike versus, if you want to see certain scenarios kind of brought out or things like that, let me know. I, I want to push these platforms to the limits that people want me to push them to. Right now, I, I feel like I'm keeping it kind of 101 and that's not a bad thing. I want people to be able to consume these and understand what's what's possible or what is possible, what's not possible in these platforms. But if there's more that you want to see, let me know. I don't mind going off script. Could be a little bit fun. Speaking of, not, I don't want to say hiatuses, but a slowness in terms of things. Let's jump into the status of the podcast. Well, you're, you were, you're obviously listening to the podcast right now. So it's, it is very much still a thing, but I'm not going to bore you with the same story. I just bored you with, with Mike versus at the end of the day, shit just got busy. And that's again, I'm not complaining. That's a great thing in my, in my business and for folks that do what I do, uh, you would rather be busy than not. And I just kind of took advantage of that. I, I don't know if I'm taking advantage of that, but I just, I rolled with that. And this podcast, it's funny. Um, when I've not actually, when I, I say I, that's actually the worst way to start this. When Kim and I started working together, one of the things I went to Kim around was the idea of Mike versus, and Kim thought it was a good idea, but very ambitious, which (laughs) she has proven to be very correct on. Um, So she said, well, like, let's, let's break down that idea a little bit. So we sat in her office. We both have, offices adjacent to each other in our house and we sat down in our office on a whiteboard and started to break down what are we trying to do with mike versus and from that came the idea of the podcast and from that specifically came the idea of the indie marketers podcast and this idea of being an indie marketer someone who's kind of out on their own and doing their own thing and i'm a forever grateful that Kim was able to <laughs> take me down a path to get to this point, because honestly doing the podcast is one of my favorite things and it's, it's hard not doing it, but at the same time, when, when work catches up to you, sometimes you gotta, you gotta play around with that a little bit and pump the brakes on a few other things. So the the podcast took a little bit of a break, but I'm really hoping by doing this, that I'm kind of reigniting that flame. I even had someone, I, I won't name who it is, but I had someone reach out saying like, kind of miss the podcast. It's been a while since they've heard it. They, they would listen to it while they, while they were at the gym and it's been a while since they've heard the last episode. So that, thank you for telling me that. I really appreciate that. I don't have thousands of listeners. I don't, it's, that's not what this is about. If it gets there, fantastic. But for the folks that do listen, I'm really appreciative of that. So know that I am kind of doing my best to get back on track here. And hopefully this is the start of that. So that's kind of the, 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 the quick status update of the podcast. 
I also wanted to share this because this was a really cool thing that happened today. So much so that I unplugged my laptop from my desk, ran upstairs to go see Kim and showed her this because I was so fucking impressed with it. One of the things that could be really hard as uh, an indie marketer or as someone who works for themselves is that you don't necessarily have shoulders to tap on for everything. When I worked at an agency, I could tap on a developer's shoulder. I could tap on a business analyst's shoulder. I could tap on a designer's shoulder. It, you had access to this information and you never had to feel like you knew everything, but you knew how to explain things to other people. And that's one of the, I think, hardest things about working for yourself is that you don't have that shoulder to tap on. And I'm not saying that I don't have Kim's shoulder to tap on. There are plenty of times where I've tapped on Kim's shoulder, but there are certain things about what I do as part of, uh, as part of my job that Kim just doesn't know how to do. And that's, again, that's totally cool. And when you don't have those shoulders to tap on, you have to become pretty resourceful. And I think for most consultants, you'd probably say you're pretty good at Googling. You're pretty good at figuring out what works on like stack overflow or something like that. Um, you, you, you figure out through going through forums or discussion areas or other things like that. You figure out how, how something should work. You, you become very, very resourceful. And Today, I had to go through an exercise on one of the things, something I was working on for a client where I needed to clean uh, a bunch of data. And the problem was there was there was some consistency, but not a ton of consistency, not enough to do like a search and replace in Excel or something like that, or run some formulas to kind of figure out where breakpoints should be and stuff like that. And I had this thought last night. So May 24th, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about work before I went to bed and I thought, you know what? Let's, let's try to throw chat GPT at it. Let's see what I can get chat GPT to do with this stuff. And holy fucking shit. Holy fucking shit something that would have taken me hours. I don't even want to say how many, but just hours and not even potentially getting everything, not even potentially getting everything correct. And I'm not saying that as like a detriment to myself in terms of do shitty work, not saying that, but for those of you that have gone through and manually tried to manipulate data, there is a strong, strong correlation to inaccurate data when you do it manually versus potentially having a process that can look for different variations. And so my stuff was pretty basic. I was trying to get a string and hey, HubSpot folks, you're going to like this. And so maybe you can, <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to say it. Um, Here's a, uh, this is what I ended up doing. When you export out all of your property information from HubSpot, it comes out into a spreadsheet with different tabs for each, for each object. Within those tabs, you have all of your fields. And if those fields are things like pick lists or check boxes or radio buttons, 
you're probably familiar with the idea of an option value and an option name. The option name typically being the label, what does someone see? And then the option value being the value behind that label in terms of what actually gets written to the database. And when you look at this data in one of those spreadsheets, it's all somewhat comma delimited, but with squirrely brackets and quotes and colons and semicolons and squirrely brackets and all the just, oh my, everything. And so I started prompting chat GPT to look at some sample data around that and say like, hey, can you find these values for me in this order? And it does it. Holy shit. So I start to throw a little bit more at it, get a little bit more complex. And it does it. I'm like, holy shit. And this isn't like this, we're talking just straight pick list values that, that you would have in your database in, in HubSpot. The fact that I was able to use ChatGPT to not only clean this up, but then format it so I can copy and paste it into a spreadsheet so that it looked nice. It looked informative. It was actionable. Holy crap. Holy crap. I'm learning out over something that probably could be done in Excel. Maybe, I don't know. But for me, like I, I, I like I mentioned earlier, I unplugged my laptop from my desk, ran upstairs to kill him. Like, holy shit, look at this. I was just able to take this mess of text and format it without having to write a lick of code to do it. Absolutely unbelievable. Unfucking believable. And I'm sorry. I know it's nerding out over something so silly like that. But if you're an ops and you're working with data or manipulating data or trying to format data or do this sort of stuff, give chat GPT a look. It doesn't take a lot for you to get, find the right prompts. And because it's conversational, you don't have to be hundred percent accurate each time, which is fucking awesome. So fucking awesome. That was my little win for today. I was super, super, super stoked about that. And now I'm super stoked about how I can use chat GPT selfishly to, to make me more efficient. Um, Now it's not a crutch. <laughs> it's not a solution for everything. I think as, as most, if you're in operations and you've played around with chat GPT, the output's only as good as you know how to input it. So don't think that this is going to come along and A, take your job away or B, make your job um, a little bit more automated. Maybe in time it will. Maybe. Maybe my job too. But for now, it is another tool in the toolkit and I'm super stoked about it. I'm not an AI expert. I'm not a prompt expert. I'm not one of those people that go on LinkedIn and say, here are the 21 marketing prompts that every fucking marketer should know. No, I just talk to it. Like take this text and find this value in this order and do this. That's it. Really cool tool. Really, that was the first time I've done some stuff with some Salesforce code here and there, which I sound like I'm just kind of glossing over it. That's pretty cool shit too. That's where you really need to know context though. But for some of this, this basic data cleansing, oh, when you think of the stuff that Google 
or Microsoft could do. <laughs> this is again so nerdy with making spreadsheets more powerful. Fuck. Fuck. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway, that's my little win for the week. So I thought I'd share that with you guys as well. You guys, oh, I sound like a YouTuber. I've always hated that idea of saying, hey, guys. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm old. I'm 41 now. I turned 41 in April. Kim will tell you I'm getting older. <laughs> so maybe I am getting older. This isn't the Indie Marketers podcast if we don't talk a little bit about the music. And as I sit here, I have yet to select a song to bring us into the episode and a song to bring us out of the episode. So there's only going to be one in one. There's no there's no breaks this week. There's no intros this week. We're we're hitting the ground running. So I'm going to just go off of what I've what I've been listening to lately and I'm going to bring up my playlist here on Spotify and two songs specifically have kind of caught my eye or caught my eye songs ears caught my ears song together right by finger 11 finger 11 is I haven't, I don't think I've, I've used them as music on the podcast yet. One of my top three favorite bands of all time, all time. And they've been doing this since they were the rainbow butt monkeys back in the early nineties. They changed their name to finger 11. You may know them from such hit songs as one thing or paralyzer but there's music before and there's music after those kind of big hits that I've been really into. And most recently, I think they've got a greatest hits album coming out. So they put this, this new single out called together, right. And it's got a lot of paralyzer vibes to it. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see it do pretty well. I've already seen it on hockey night in Canada. So, you know, it's already got kind of the sports stamp of approval. It does have kind of a sports vibe to it. But definitely a rocker, definitely a banger. Give it a listen. It'll tap your toes. It'll shake your hips. Great song. The other song is a song called Everything by Seven Dust. And Seven Dust is another kind of classic, I'll say classic new, new metal band. They came out in the mid-90s, kind of followed the same way as Korn. Not necessarily Limp Biscuit, a little bit of Slipknot, Stained, that kind of genre. And they've consistently just been putting out music ever since then. And their music style has evolved. They're, they've got a very signature sound, but it's definitely much more of kind of a hard rock sound now. And this song, everything I think is coming off of their new album, which I don't know when is coming out, but it would, I think it was just, I think the song itself came out just two weeks ago. It's awesome. It showcases the vocal talent of different members of the band. It's the fact that these guys are still making music like 30 years later is fucking awesome. So seven dust, give them a listen, give the song, everything a listen. It's definitely a banger. And yeah, those are the songs I think for this week. 
I'm going to take a quick sip of my Ryan Diet Coke and finish off this episode. That was a good little ramble, a good little rant, a good little spark to get things going again. So I appreciate if you stuck around for this. I appreciate if you've ever listened to this podcast. Thank you. I appreciate if you've come on this podcast. I know it's it's time out of people's busy days and the fact that I don't think I've had someone say no to coming on um, is, is pretty humbling that people are willing to spend their time with me. So thank you. And yeah, let's end it right there before I start getting <laughs> a little bit more, not misty-eyed, a little bit more sentimental. There's always room for that. But till next time, this is the Indie Marketers Podcast. My name is Mike McFarlane. Check us out on Instagram at 3mg.ca. One sec. Hold, please. We're just doing a double check just to see what our handle is. I don't always know the handle. 3mg.ca. Check out our website, 3mg.ca. Yeah, you need a little help with your your marketing automation. Use HubSpot, use Eloqua, use Marketo, use Pardot, use Salesforce. Use some homegrown shit. (laughs) Give us a reach out. Need a little help with your social? Need a little, maybe a little bit of a refresh on your, uh, your, your website for your small business? Give us a reach out. 3MG. Here serving the community since October 2020.